Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Andy's here. <clears throat> you wait till I take a swig of my yeah. tea. And Hello, yeah. everybody. Of branded tea. Of branded on brand. tea. Oh, look yes, at that, yeah. Course, yeah. Can't, not enough for my squash. You've got to bring your own drinks now. I've got a bit look of at that. Throw, so I needed something sweet. No, I'm not, I'm not acceptable. Sorry. Uh, Dan's here. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But I'm back. Back, baby. Special guest. <laughs> uh, Adam's here. Hola. Uh, special guest this week, everybody. Mr. Timothy Spears is here. Hello. The Athletics Timothy Spears. Yes, that is factually correct. Yes, that is. Yeah, <laughs> people are saying you're the Athletic Tim Spears, and I have to stop them and point out it's a job title, not not a description. <laughs> um, Do you have to say the Athletic? Just correct. No, no, no it's the Athletic. Yeah, basically. Let me get that right. that you're really sporty. It's the, the Athletic <laughs> yeah, Tim Spears. <laughs> Uh, so Tim, you're going to give us all the gossip, aren't you? You're going to give us all the exclusive. It's all coming. It's all, it's all coming, coming out. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're off the record, right? Yeah, off the record completely. No one's <laughs> listening to this. How, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Can I first say how nice to be on a professional, calm podcast? There's no squealing. There's no kind of shouting. <laughs> that's kind. Of, that's kind of level I'm, I'm used to. Uh, I, it's probably. I can I can start it like it used to be. If you <laughs> no, want me no, to. No, no, please don't. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Tim's going to join us for the show today. We're going to talk about Braga, Brighton. Dan's got the quiz for us. Um, I need to pre-warn Tim actually with the quiz that every time we've had a guest on the show, the guest has always won the quiz. Pressure. So the pressure is okay. on straight away. Mm. Okay. Every time. All right. I'll and it's your. It's only because usually the, the guest usually finishes on like one or two points, and everyone gets one or nothing. Yeah, but they still win the quiz. Yeah. We do set. We do set a low bar. To be fair. It's a low bar. It's a stupidly tough quiz. Yeah. I don't I spend think too I've got much time on right it. this year, to be honest. <laughs> I spent too yeah. much time on it for not enough reward. <laughs> <laughs> a lot so of toilet breaks at work. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared for the quiz. Okay, I'm up for it. It'll test yeah. you. Okay. It will trouble your soul <laughs> to the end. <laughs> I was uh, not expecting this. To be <laughs> no one expects anything on the fancast. I think that's what, that's the tagline. Uh, right, gentlemen, we're going to go straight into the games. And West Ham on Wednesday night. Wolves got a 2-0 win at Molyneux. Um, Den Dunker with the first goal, but I want to talk about the second goal scorer firstly, Patrick Cotrone. Oh, my beating heart. I felt like a proud dad when that goal went in. <laughs> I know he scored in the league already against Chelsea, and he scored against Villa, but this it almost felt like properly the goal that we've all been waiting for, and that song actually felt like you could sing it properly for the first time. Did we all feel proud of Patrick Cotrone last night? Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. It did. It finally came home to roost. All the effort and, and everything that he's put in over the weeks. And there's been no end product, but finally, it was there. I think, due to <clears throat> m- me um, calling him Patrick Keone a couple of minutes before, I felt like <laughs> he finally stuck his two fingers up to me and personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bet with Ben, which I think it's like ten ten goals this season that I, I said he wouldn't get. I think he might end up getting it in there. Now he's off. Now he's properly off the mark. I know he scored all once back goal against Chelsea. I mean, Stu could have scored that. <laughs> so I think he's properly scored a good goal now, and he's he's good. He's off the mark. He's going to kick on from here. And that's it for me. Yeah, I still don't rate him. No, I think I still think he's headless chicken. Give me six months in the preseason. Get me fitness up. I could do what he does. Honestly, <laughs> you can laugh. I think he's. He's, he's, efforts ten out of ten, but I don't know. He just he ain't Premier League level for me. That's my opinion, lads. I'm sorry. Dan's back. Dan's back with the hard hits. Gents, proud of Catroni, not bothered. I'm proud of him. 
<laughs> I really, I really, I really rate him. To be honest, I mean, I mean, he's come here as a backup to Jimenez. You know, he probably knows he's not going to start many games if, if, if we're completely honest. Uh, and he's, he's going to be a long-term project case and studies like a Dendonka and Traore. You know, Dendonka didn't hardly play for us for the first six months he was here, and now he's undroppable. I just think with, with Catrone. He's just, he's just a good player. I do, his passion is all. He's, he's just there to see. He's not someone who just stands on parade up front and just waits for the ball to come to him. He's trying to make things work. And he only gets like 10 minutes a game. So he, sometimes he comes on, doesn't even get a shot on goal. So you can his stats are a bit skewed. But I just love, I love him. I just love, everyone loves to see someone with that passion playing for the team. And then just everything means so much. I mean, was he practically crying when he scored yesterday? I, I think, think he was. Yeah, I think it? there was yeah, definitely think, yeah. some welling up, and not just not just for me. <laughs> it was for me. It, it was great. I, I I just really like him. I think he's great, I'm, and I'm I'm happy to see him score. I don't know a meaningful goal. Some, some yeah. of us don't really count the Chelsea goal, which we should. But I think was, he's great. Yeah. I, I really love him. Was it Sacco leaving tears level, or was it just a slight tear in his eye? Just a fiery yeah. Italian passion <laughs> tears. That's what it was. Tim, how quick did you get the caps lock on on your game to, <laughs> <laughs> when that came on? I really wanted the emojis, but it's, yeah. it's difficult to find them in time because you, know, you, you want to get out there first, <laughs> yeah. right? Because everyone's about a minute behind last night oh, right, uh, okay. watching Amazon, so I just want to smash it out there. Um, I, f- I feel a bit sorry for him, really. You can't underestimate how hard it is for a, a foreigner to move to a new country, doesn't know much of the lingo, he's left his his boyhood club by all accounts it's very difficult decision for him to leave Milan he probably didn't, didn't want to did he? he'd rather stay in there first mm. team of course he would so um, and, and then he finds he's probably thinking he'll get more minutes than he will due to Jimenez's year of 60 matches but Jimenez has suddenly found this this gear from nowhere scored 9 in 10 before the other night so Catroni's minutes have been severely limited I think he's had one minute in the league before last night since mid-October so not as much as he was expecting. I, th- I think what you can say in his in his defence is that we haven't seen too many minutes of him in his preferred position with a first team around him. You know how he would love to start a match with Jota and Traore either side of him, laying on that service, especially mm. now Traore's you know got this end product. Whereas really he's been playing with with sort of Neto and others and yeah. in different formations. So like all players, you, you just done a run of ten games. I think um, he's, he's not going to get that for now, but hopefully. This gives him a bit more, bit more confidence. I mean, going back to, to Sheffield United at the weekend, him and Neto must have been beside themselves that they didn't get on. You know, Wolves are chasing yeah, a win, and yeah. Nuno makes no subs. So I was really pleased for him and for Neto to come on and make a contribution because I think they'll be important in the next few weeks. I've got a good question on Sheffield United with that one in a bit, but let's talk about the game. It kind of felt like a carbon copy of the home game we had with them at the start of the year. West Ham didn't really offer anything. Wolves had the game completely under control. Maybe a bit nervy at 1-0. Uh, but apart from that Snodgrass miss, that was it. But it was one of those classic turn-up, yeah, we won, thanks, go home. It was good. What did everybody think of the game in general before we deep dive into it? I think that's the perfect summer of it, to be honest. It was very much... They offered pretty much nothing. They had a bit of a spell... About six, <clears throat> excuse me, about 60 minutes in where they had a bit of joy down the wings and we looked a little bit tired, but... We weathered the storm and got the second goal. I, I was really quite disappointed with West Ham. I know they've been on a bit of a shitty run of late, but you'd think beating Chelsea, the tails would be up. But mm. they really weren't. It's one win in nine now after that defeat for them. Yeah, I, I was expecting to wake up to the news that he's been canned as well. Oh, Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. 
weird post-match comments as well for Pellegrini, <laughs> saying that they were the better team second half. Yeah, he's talking mm. crazy, isn't he? His mm. his job's at risk, so yeah. he's, he's gonna, that's what happens. He's going to defend himself to the hilt, isn't he? But um, I, th- I think it was it was good that they beat Chelsea at the weekend and kind of got that out of the way. <coughs> Very inconsistent team, and it was all about kind of setting the tone early on um, and not showing any fatigue, which mm. somehow they they're still not doing. You know, they, they looked fresher than West Ham last night mm. to me, uh, and almost as fresh as Sheffield United with eleven games it's extra being played. Yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I was just going to say something similar actually about. I was I was pleased that they beat Chelsea because when the team's on the run of six seven games without a win and you come to Wolves, what you know the script's there to be yeah. written, which mm. we normally follow. Yeah. So uh, I was happy that they won that. But they're a strange old team, West Ham, because they've got decent players in the team littered about in the squad, and you know they've got a, a decent a decent manager. I don't particularly rate Pellegrini that that highly, certainly compared to the other like managers in the league. But Premier League winner. Yeah, but Man City. That's mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can't take that away from yeah. him. And it's a bit churlish of me to just dismiss that, you know, quite easily. But obviously, you, you show your metal when you put him a manager in with lesser caliber players, and it's one of those managers who needs he, to, in order to follow that the tactics that he wants to carry out. He needs elite level players to do that. And at West Ham, you know, he doesn't really have that. He has got like the snog grasses of the world and everything, which aren't. Elite level players. No. Let's let's be honest. No. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, they're a, they're a strange old team. And he was he was it was um, it just didn't really threaten us at all. And so that that one Patricio made that one save at the top corner. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I, I never really felt that we were too too under threat. Really, no. it was just and that was a bit of a fee for saves. To be honest, I think it was not quite as difficult as he made it look. <laughs> just showboating. Yeah. yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit of one. Thought, I'm going to get one of those clips on Twitter. I'm yeah, going to get one of those biased. dedicated clips. It's a good save, don't get me wrong, but I would have been disappointed if he hadn't have made it. Ironically, um, it was a nice time because, I don't know why, but and the build-up to that goal, I just spent about a minute just watching Patricio, just staring at him just to see you know, what he does you know, while the ball's at the end of the pitch. And he just he just he starts he's, he's on he's, he got on the floor at one point and started doing these weird thrusting stretching exercises. <laughs> oh, I bet the ladies love that. And I didn't thought, they? oh, here we go. I've not seen that since Michael Gray was here. All these like stretches on all fancy <laughs> thrusting and stretches. I thought, oh, I'm just having a whale of a time down there. And suddenly he's clawing one at the top corner. The diet coat music's going on in people's heads <laughs> at the same time. His missus is like some sort of sex psychologist if you properly look into it. So that, that's, he's got to get his frustration in one way or another. It's get, gets I cold in December. It's where he's learned it. I follow him on Instagram as well. Got to do. Of course you stalking. do. <laughs> we call it stalking, not following us. Us, prof- us in the industry call yeah. it stalking. Yeah. Uh, Dead Dunker got the goal. Lucky goal, really, because I don't think he expected it when he saw his reaction. He kind of just toe-poked it. thought, oh yeah, it's gone in, look at this. Uh, I haven't seen a keeper stuck to his line like that since Michael Oakes. <laughs> he, he was such a just a basic goalkeeper. We should have got our goal difference up last night. And he made that one decent save from him and as I think. And mm. I think he was really tested mm. apart from that. Um, it was Matinho who got the assist. Um, 12 assists now for Matinho in the Premier League. Only Matt Jarvis has more with 13. But Matinho, I just, I, there's no more words to say about Matinho, is there really? He's just an incredible man, incredible face. Incredible footballer. <laughs> just, he was just stunning again last night. I can't. He makes me want to move my season ticket just so when he takes a corner he'll wave at me. Because <laughs> where I sit, he's not obviously not waving to me. Yeah. Mm. But yeah you you want to be that man. I want to be that man, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get him down by us and he almost does it by default now, even before the chance actually started. Because he, he must look up and think, I know what you're going to start saying, so let me just get the, the regal wave in first. Yeah. 
and then you can do your chant. Um, I think what Dan was saying, there's un- apart from a couple of unlucky headers from um, Saïs, or Saïs, we we could have buried a few more. That was my only disappointed team last night. What disappointed with Saïs? No, it was in, we, the, there was chances oh, we had... getting the goals. No, they're getting the goals. I think we could have been more <coughs> clinical, and I think that's been a common thing. Yes, we're creating chances, that's great, but I always feel sometimes there might be that team where you don't finish the chances and they'll just... There was a minute I thought this will either be 1-1 or 2-0 and luckily we got that second goal. Just because we have had that propensity this season to let in a shitty goal every now and again. But I think we did more than enough in the end to to see it through. I think it tends to be the way with Nuno's teams really and I think we've seen that in the past few years. We've not really handed out many thrashings even in the Championship Mm. apart from Bolton a couple of times and Leeds I think. He's, He's very much a don't don't get beat first yeah. manager. I, like I'm not I'm not trying to plug anything I, here. You know I'm not. But I, I, did, I, I was looking into this yesterday for a piece I did today oh, about there we go. about how um, how hard to beat his teams have been historically. Mm. Valencia, Porto, and now Wolves. And his the percentage of games is he loses are stupidly uh, similar. It's about twenty percent pretty much every single season that he loses. Um, that's all the way through. And he, they've never been one to really score a lot of goals. He, he sets his teams up not to get beat. So yeah, I, I agree. They should have put West Ham to the sword last night, and you could say the same for Bournemouth certainly a couple of weeks ago. But historically, it's never really been the case mm. under Nuno. And I think if he was going to let the handbrake off a little bit, they'd lose a little bit of that defensive solidity. I mean, only five teams have lost uh, fewer games than them since the start of last season, um, which is the big six minus Spurs, I think. Yeah. So it, j- it just shows you, you know. It's, it's, no, it's no fluke as we know in fact if we talk about defence isn't really a three man defence or midfielders as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we talk about defensive solidity but we have just basically just converted three midfielders to yeah. defenders and mm. it just all seems to be every week as well yeah it's still working it's still great maybe, maybe he's found something no one else has just changed midfielders uh, and defenders yeah. Bolly's the only natural defender there, isn't yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, Bolly's the only natural one there isn't he really when, when he plays when Mick McCarthy converted strikers into defenders he just read the prophecy wrong and it was actually midfielders to defenders <laughs> that's what he wanted to do I want to talk about Jota because I thought again he played well last night drove forward but there was this you know people talking about this is selfishness about him we had this email in uh, yesterday from uh, Tommy Long, Tommy Long, who says this new Wolves fan uh, over in Stateside in Lancaster in Massachusetts, and he says, "What am I missing about Diogo Jota? I seem tout is very valuable, and while he's certainly skilled, I feel he spends most of his time dribbling to show off, versus trying to create chances or taking himself out of play to complain to the refs about not getting a foul called. What am I missing? Is he um, is he being selfish a bit? Is he <coughs> desperate for that goal?" Or is he just yeah. driving forward like he was? Just trying too hard at the moment, I think. And when it goes for you, I mean, like Catrone other weeks ago, that shot when he went through the players' legs in the bottom corner. Just, mm. When it goes for you, it goes for you, doesn't it? I think at the moment he's trying that hard that he just needs a goal off his arse or something just to. Like last season, Chelsea, that Chelsea goal at home, once he gets that, I think he'll fly on again. Because he was doing the same things prior to that Chelsea game where he was hogging that ball for mm. that to try and beat that one extra man. So we know we can do it, and I'm sure in a couple of weeks' time he'll be back on form. To be honest, um, he tends, I mean, he tends to score his goals in in batches mm. for Wolves. He tends to go on a bit of a run. I, th- I think it's interesting that now they've gone back to three four three. He's he's not quite as effective as he was because his his massive purple patch last year came when they switched to two up front. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think it's ju- it can't be just a coincidence that now they've gone to three up front again. Because he, he said it himself, he prefers being central. He doesn't like being on the left. 
you can't notice a huge amount of difference in, in the positions that he's in and, and his style of play, but for some reason, he's not quite as effective in a three. Poor Jota. Poor, poor Jota. Um, I was gonna, any standout performances last night? Because I kind of felt like everybody had a good game. I can't think of anyone who who excelled. I thought I kind of everyone did. Yeah, I thought Sice played really well. Yeah. Um, I thought Dendonk, they just mopped up everything. Mm. I think the back three, I know I've given Cody a fair bit of stick this year, but I thought he played really well, to be honest. Um, the, the way he was playing the balls out to the, the flanks and that, excellent. Everyone was sort of a seven or an eight out of ten, to be honest. It's yeah, difficult I'd to d- pick one person who was brilliant. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Cody was, what Andy's just said, was just the, the, the pinging the balls out, starting the attacks off. Never was never in danger. On the defensive side, to be honest, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one because no one, there wasn't any standout ones really. Wasn't any, no one really set themselves above anyone else. It was just mm. a good, a good seven out of ten team performance. Just click through, standard two in a win. Thanks. Next one. It's good to see Dundonka doing well. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a really poor game at the weekend. Mm. I think it affected him a bit. Seeing him afterwards, he, he looked a bit like, oh, what happened there? And he got an mm. awful lot of stick on social media. Whether he reads it or not, I don't know. But everyone stick on yeah. social media. What's going <laughs> on? No, there's, there's, Surely not. There's some who were immune to it, and he's never really had had a nightmare game for Wolves before. But it was quite noticeable that he was jumped on mm. straight away. So it's, it's going to affect him. And I thought I thought he did really well actually. What um, what play ratings would you've given people if you were still oh, doing play ratings? No, it's taken me years to get rid of that. No, <laughs> you want to bring it back? Come on, <laughs> one, one last time, bring him back. What would you give him, Um probably get an 8 as soon as he got the goal maybe an 8 in yeah. the comments an 8 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one was really below average as Pricey said Messino was probably the standout I thought Johnny was mm. exceptional again mm. really consistent at the moment and Traore had an average game and he was still very good like, you know compared to his recent <laughs> yeah. recent weeks yeah. I mean the amount of trouble he causes is phenomenal another player booked I think it was, was Cresswell or maybe two last night was it? Yeah, he got Cresswell. Yeah. Definitely got Cresswell. Um, I think there was another one. Wasn't I think there was one in the first half. Connor or someone. I can't. I can't, I can't remember. remember. I don't know. That still pisses me off. That should be a red card on Cresswell. <laughs> he made no effort for the ball. He was literally just. I need to take you out. Mm. So that's what he did. It's yeah. just cynical. If he'd have gone down injured, like Son got a red card for that for Spurs. And Son's Sorry. wasn't a cynical challenge like that. Yeah, that proper rankles me that does. But it wouldn't have been VARD, would it? Because it's not a in the box. Is this one was just outside the box? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been if had he have sent him off. Because apparently every red card gets sent off. Bloody VAR. VARD, sorry. Bloody VAR. Doesn't work for us when we want it, do we? Who would you have given your champagne man of the match to then? We've I don't think we've done this for a while actually. Who are you giving your champagne to for <coughs> this one? Dan? Uh, Johnny for me. Yeah, I thought he was solid going forward defensively. Um, was unlucky not to get himself a goal last night. That one mm. chance where Jota should have been in the box and somehow he was. Sent oh forward. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought he was. He's, he's, he's the new Kevin Foley, you know. He's yeah. just constantly mm. eight out of ten every game. That's, that's a great actual um, comparison. I think it's a bit of an unfair comparison to Johnny. No, but I mean <laughs> Kevin Foley was a good player, but he's just yeah. But he was Mister Consistent, and, and Johnny's been that. For us, so yeah, um, he grew up with Kevin Foley posters on his wall, probably. Johnny did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell him that next time we have a, have a chance meeting with Johnny, yeah. So, do you know you, Johnny? You're the new Kevin Foley, just see what he says, <laughs> just see what his reaction is, <laughs> just slap you around the face, okay? <laughs> Andy, who's your champagne man? The match, you can um, do it too. You I think I'd on. give it for 
give it to Catrone. Okay. Just for that moment. <laughs> yeah, for that moment. <laughs> and he deserved it. I've got to say, actually, I thought he did very well when he came on. And Neto, I thought both subs did well. Bennett didn't really have a lot of time on the ball, but I thought the, the two first two subs did yeah. really well when they came on. So, yeah, I'd give it to Catrone. Did Catrone touch the ball apart from the shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running the flanks and, and I remember him running around, but I remember touching the ball apart from the goal and jumping into the crowd. Sorry, <laughs> I can't remember touching the ball. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I thought it was a very good contribution for. I know he wasn't on a long time, but I think yeah. I yeah, uh, I enjoyed uh, the tweet from the man to my right <laughs> when Bennett come on, like for like switch with the Dharma Traore. <laughs> <when> Bennett come <laughs> on. <laughs> I giggled at that one, um, but yeah. Um, well, I said before, you know what, Johnny, Johnny's a good chair as well for man of the match, but yeah. I'll, I'll stick with Cody because he can he can sometimes drift through, drift through games, and um, this is one where he kind of really like stamped his authority in, yeah. in defence, so he gets my. But, but it's not a four pack anyway, is it? No, it's a champagne, champagne, champagne caviar. What, a four pack bottle of champagne. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Are you giving your goal star to? I think it's got it's Matinho. Yeah, it's, like, it's easy to take him for granted. Like, but he was he was he was just unbelievable. Like, he had everyone on a string. Some of the passes he plays, just the control. He just mm. runs a game and he makes it look so easy. Like, it's it's just he's the conductor, mm-hmm. isn't he? The orchestra. It's, yeah. like, it's just the Nevers in the Championship man of the match again. It's yeah. it's everyone but Matinho this season. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. he's any shoulders above everyone every game. Good times. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I saw a tweet about the player of the season today. Um, because Patricio and Traore and Jimenez are probably the obvious ones, but really it's Miss Messina again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, but it probably won't be because everybody's sort of expecting that from him yeah, now yeah. every week. But he's going to be one of these celebrities that doesn't turn up for the awards. <laughs> you know, he's just expecting. From his home in Monaco, we have Jean Messina. Right. Okay. Let's get on to other games then. Well, let's give Sheffield United. It was one or draw. We, you know, yeah. Great. Meh. Meh. Mm. That's what happened. <laughs> I want to talk about Braga. Wolves are through to the <laughs> Europa League knockout stage with a 3 0 draw against Braga. Wolves are 3 1 up, gave it away. But what I want to talk about, gents, is the experience, the rain, and all the trouble that happened. Uh, Adam, Tim, Daniel, all there. Me and Andy just watched it on the telly. We did. We did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice snug home. You were dry, huh? Dry. Yeah. Having a nice tea, watching the game. It's quite nice. Um, let's talk about the positives first. What was it like over there? Because all the pictures, all the videos we saw back here were Wolverhampton just descended onto Braga. It looked incredible. Yeah, so I mean, I can only talk. I mean, obviously, we all saw a lot of uh, experiences have have been told online, but I can only talk from my experience when I was there, and it was it was fine. So I mean, we we only landed on the day of the game, and after like leaving Manchester, was delayed for an hour, so like had a little less time to get there, but. By the time we'd uh, Ubered it from uh, Porto to Braga, um, we'd got our tickets, and then because it was pissing down that much, we actually got another Uber from the ticket office to the, to Braga <laughs> to Braga <laughs> Square. But even like sitting like in a in a taxi with all the windows shut and the radio on, you could hear as we were approaching the Square. You could just hear the fans th- th- coming, th- the noise coming into the car, and um, we just got out and we walked to the Square and. It's amazing because you see, like, obviously we've all sort of over Twitter, other teams' fans f- or, who frequently get to Europe, they always take over somewhere in whatever city they're in and there's flags everywhere. And for the first time you look up and it's actually it's us. Like, this is, like, there's, wall, there's walls, flags everywhere across this, all these bars and, and, the, and the cafe square. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. Even in the pissing rain, you're looking up and thinking, wow, this is mm. it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, 
in fact, do you know what? I, I, it still still hasn't really sunk in that I've been to like a Wolves European away day. It just, it, I don't know why. It just hasn't it hasn't really sunk in to me. It just feels as if I've gone a little bit further for an away game. <laughs> How much Superbox do you think was consumed in forty eight hours? A lot, a lot. I mean, when I went, I mean, we, we uh, there's no chance of, of us getting a beer in the, the square when we got there, so we just popped round to the supermarket and just come out with crate after crate, put <laughs> bottles of Sagresh <laughs> with us. And then we didn't realise at that point we had no bottle opener, so it was a case of putting on on the tables and banging oh. the bottle off again. So I did that about six, seven times over. The palms got a bit sore. But um, no, it was great. Everyone's in like fine voice, everyone's singing songs, brilliant. No. It was all positive songs yeah. when we were there. No, no, no issues of any trouble in the square. And people obviously had a bit too many cyclists because people were whipping the tops off and dancing around <laughs> in the rain. Of course, were. Of course, were. So, so Dan was doing that, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I was well behaved for once. It did look like Dan <laughs> for once. It was just we did the cultural way. We went, we went to Lisbon for we didn't go to Porto. So we had a, we had a night out there. Had a squeaky bum situation with some PSV fans who were playing sporting. On the Thursday, right. Okay. Apart from that, it was just a lovely break. <laughs> you, you, even with the weather, it was just what a time to be alive. Yeah. To, as a Wolves fan, Tim, what was that stadium like? Because you know, one half is a cliff face with a massive scoreboard in the side. On the telly, it looked empty, but the stadium. But was it? I don't. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, well, it was more than half full of Wolves fans. Yeah. And the bit we were in the bit where the, the stand where the camera was. Wolves fans weren't supposed to be in there, but there was hundreds around us, mm. all wearing their shirts. Like it was, it was really, it sort of reminded me of like MK Dons or some really friendly club that doesn't mind away fans, just yeah, completely yeah. like Wimbledon in the old days. Like they were quite happy with it. I think they already they only have about ten thousand there every week, and it's a thirty thousand stadium. So it's built especially Jeez. for the Euros. This like it, it is it is unbelievable, right? So, so you, you go down in the concourse, right, and you've got your kiosk there, and then behind that isn't a wall. It's 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 a cliff face, right? It's it's built into this mountain. Um, the scoreboards uh, stuck to the mountain. Yeah. Um, it's big telly, isn't it? That one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a remarkable feat of engineering. Yeah. Although I wouldn't want I wouldn't want that to be Wolves' ground because it's it's horrible to get round, um, and obviously there's big logistical problems for everyone to kind of get in and out. But as as a as a feat of engineering and and to to look at is un- unbelievable, really. Um, you, you said earlier about how much, uh, how many liters of Superbock had everyone drunk. I was on the plane on the way back, asleep, and uh, some <laughs> Wolves fan I've never met in my life uh, walks halfway up the plane, shook me on the shoulder, and showed me some Facebook posts which said Wolves had broken some record for the most uh, pints ever drunk in Braga or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw some record set by Spurs fans. Of course we did. Of like, course we did. I was like, okay, cheers. There's <laughs> like, like a leaderboard of fans in one pub, is there? Yeah, yeah exactly. five days and liters. Cheers, thanks for that. Nice one. I mean, it was fine. I mean, the only issue, like, again, a lot of people had a lot more issues than, yeah. than, I, than I did um, getting in. I mean, Considering he was pissing there that much in that square, I had bought for five euros a big poncho cagoule, and mm. then on top of that, a five euro umbrella when that wasn't enough. The yeah. <laughs> and when we got outside the ground, we got towards the ground, the little checkpoints. Obviously, the first one was no umbrellas, so that had to be ditched. And by the time when I was there, it was, I was still like well up over in the, just over there before kickoff, so that was a small pile of right, umbrellas okay. at that point. I imagine fast forward now, it was there a was mountain. A, there was a bin load in there. The guy took mine yeah. off me, I tried to hide it in my coat. The guy took off and said, will they be there after the match? And he said, is your father Portuguese? And he was like, and I was like, no. He said, keep going then. <laughs> so I had to laugh at the time because I was literally that so for us. Couldn't even be bothered to argue with him. But I, I liked his um, industry, 
blog for taking the piss. Yeah. <laughs> we walk through there and then you walk over the, the field of dreams, don't you? you walk up that, yeah. that muddy field. I had I a mean, lovely white pair of trains I'd brought for specifically oh, for that yeah. holiday oh. there, just wasted now. <laughs> yeah, mine have gone. I mean, it's not been that bad. I mean, I've, I've actually, because my feet were that wet the whole weekend, I think I've pretty got a little bit of trench foot at the end of it. And I've, I've had that since like the Downlow Festival of 2011 when I was going <laughs> through the Somme every day. So it's like a World War. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so yeah, you walk through, you go through this like shitty field, and then like you come up against like the, the aggressive stewards. Where I was one of those who had to submit my power bank charger, oh, and he just okay. said, he just felt when he's feeling me, what's that? And went to power bank, just, just found a charger, and he says, it's got to go. That's why he just said it's the rules. <laughs> so yeah, I did have to go, and that's when you saw um, they were being quite aggressive, and people's flags. So obviously, people spend a lot of time and effort making, just getting scrunched up and like just chucked into the dirt by the by the stewards, and obviously they go to retrieve it and uh, the the stewards don't want them to retrieve and that's when like some of the wolves stewards are on hand were stepping in just trying to like calm down and say no at least can we at least put them over the fence where we can get them later and I think they relented to that um, you know that it was batons drawn if people tried to go into the bins to get their phone chargers back out again so looking we didn't have too much trouble like I say we know before kickoff so we got in alright but from going back up to where we were sitting and like you say looking out down back onto the the checkpoints again you could see like it was getting quite busy mm. and quite rammed and I know some people had a really really tough time of it it really soured their, their yeah, um, there's a, their like, weekend a bit. there's a lot of reports of fans not being able to get in what half an hour after kick off because of yeah. and then there was obviously issues reported afterwards leaving the ground as well I know Wolves have put an official complaint to UA for us of today for that as well but we'll probably get a game banned for that <laughs> close, close mauling you yeah. I spoke to one guy on the, on the airport coming back to to the UK and he he never actually even got into the game. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he. I think. I think he's got to have been in Cafe Vian and getting that that literage up, <laughs> getting the last liter in. Yeah, I, mean, I got I got there at quarter past five and I got in five minutes before the game. Well, he was. I think he was. This chap said he was queuing up and he didn't get let in. He was he was gone half time. He still hadn't got in, so he just give up. He'd already gone into the second half and he still hadn't got let in. Yeah, so he just gave up. In fairness, he probably back. made the right choice with how the game went. <laughs> yeah, he probably did, to be fair. But I mean, yeah, I, I mean, all of us three that went, I mean, probably, we, we, loved, and we loved it. We didn't get any, we didn't get beaten up by Belgians either, which is a bonus. So that was also uh, something that, some of the shenanigans that went on. Um, but no, it was great. I mean, we didn't obviously see Porto and Braga in its best lights because it was monsoon season. I mean, if we, I dare say, if we played Braga when we played Besiktas away or something and there was six animals going, imagine what that would have been like in like 18 degrees and sun, which ironically was, was what it was on the Saturday when we <laughs> when people were flying back. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's a real shame how it turned out, but if you asked fans of Liverpool, Spurs, Man United, they'd be like, yeah, what's new? So it's probably mm. just as, as as horrendous as it is, and it shouldn't be like that. To get it's just a new thing for us. Isn't it's it? yeah. lesson learned, I think. And you know, next time you go, get there an hour before kick off. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, that's it's not the way that we do things, but that's just the way it is over there. But some of the stuff they were taking off people, like passports, lipstick, passports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, some you woman, ain't leaving there. Some, <laughs> some, some woman get had, in the um, bin. Some woman had a handbag just taken off her, and it had a passport in it. She's like, yeah, you can get it back afterwards, but like. Yeah, for that moment, you don't want that fear over your head. That no. I did some some guy obviously incurred the fee because I think he was one of the guys who got got hit with the baton, told to hurry up, and they hit they hit him on his leg where his phone was, smashed his phone, where his boarding passes on his phone. Oh. <laughs> so 
I guess the airport, that's like another 50, 60 euros yeah. fees. That's, yeah, thanks, please, for that. I guess it's also important to note that we won't have it like this again. Like you say, the Braga are a team with not many fans. They've been quite happy to throw open the doors and give us 6,000 tickets all in. Anyone that we draw like in, in the next round of 32, we're not going to probably not going to get it like that like, again, yeah I mean if, if you went to Istanbul you know you had to be in a certain place an hour before kick off and there were hundreds of police surrounded the thousand Wolves mm. fans and frog marched them to the stadium so everyone got in at the same time and as you know as draconian as that, as that is it was very organised and that's I think that's probably the case for most mm. European away games we're just not going to be able to buy that many in, in the home end of a stadium are we like mm. if we any German team or anything like that we draw it's just not going to happen yeah. it's just going to mm. be away, away the away location and that's your lot and, you know, a few of us on this show have been looking enough over the last few weeks to go to maybe one of these games. But Tim, obviously, you've gone to every one. I know we were talking on the on the way up here, but it's been a surreal experience in you know from Istanbul to the smaller teams we've played to see Wolves there. And, yeah, and crazy. It's just you still can't get used to the fact that it's Wolves. You know, mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, you can hear the Wolves fans singing. It's it's everywhere I've been. You know, you. you sat in your hotel room on your business and the window's open and you can just hear it all in the distance and everyone's been having the time of their lives and, and, mm. and there's been there's been no trouble caused by Wolves fans from what I've seen which is which is a real credit to the fan base um, and it's just just been an adventure been an absolute adventure Armenia Turkey Italy Belfast it's just ridiculous coming off the back of China <laughs> yeah. as well in the summer like yeah. it's, it's, it's insane to be honest it's, I struggle to get my head around it someone's put a cheat code in somewhere <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just Jeff Sheed's been like left L1 R1 square square somewhere along the line here alright then we're going to do uh, Brighton we've got the quiz and we've got Twitter corner after this Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show and my voice is here, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers, they're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So, take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Welcome back to the show. Right, we're going to preview the game of the weekend on Sunday against Brighton. Uh, a bit of a bogey team for Wolves. Uh, Brighton last season, 1-0 away defeat despite us throwing the barn door at them. And then 0-0 at home um, just before, was it a few weeks before the end of the season, that one? Yeah, when they yeah, literally played yeah. ultra, ultra <coughs> defensive and we still couldn't score. Uh, they're playing Arsenal away tonight of time recording. 16th in the league, only one point above the relegation zone. And despite recent results that do seem to be a bit revitalised under Graham Potter six months into the job not six months but yeah a few months into the job they've given him a contract till 2025 which is a bit unheard of for a manager to come in and get such a big contract thoughts on Brighton everybody what do we think of Brighton's start and, I hadn't and realised they were only a point above the relegation mm. I thought they were doing slightly better than that to be honest it surprised me well they the lost the last three games which was in fairness Man United, Leicester and Liverpool and they've got Arsenal tonight. And before mm. that, they won three of their four previous games. So mm-hmm. you could put it down to a bit of a run. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But you've got to play all these teams. And the games at home, you'd imagine they would 
be a bit more up for them, especially if they had Man United. Because let's be honest, anyone can beat Man United <laughs> in the minutes. It's no great shakes there. But yeah, I was quite surprised yeah. to hear that. But yeah, they are a pain in our arse, yeah. especially at their ground, which don't seem to be able to beat him ever, do we? And it's a what? It's a fourth game in a week, just over a week, is it? If my calculations are right. Yeah, this is the research. Yeah. <laughs> this is the research. Yeah, they're just a horrible team for us to play, aren't they? Yeah. It's nil-nil, by the way. There we just go. Live. Look. Yeah. Great podcast <laughs> content. Live score when it's recorded. I think never, there doesn't seem to be. I struggle to put my finger on like what type of team Brighton are. Like, if you were to ask, to tell if someone was like outside the football, tell me what type, tell me what type of football or what type of team Brighton are. I just, I'm really struggling to understand because whenever I see Brighton's games. They're very, like, they're not very entertaining. They're very dull. They're not many goals scored. I don't really see Brighton have that that many flair or in, you know creative players. But they're they're quite good at eking out results and quite good at grinding out results. A bit like us under McCarthy that first Premier League season, just Functional. two two proper solid mm. centre backs. Nothing really exciting, but you get like your one nil, two ones every now and then. Yeah. Get tanked by someone four nil every other week, but. I think that's the difference now. Now Hewton's gone, Grand Potter's been brought in to make him a bit more attractive on the eye, a bit more open, which is probably why they win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. When they when they got Grand Potter in, it was either, uh, something on the radio or a piece I read, might have been on The Athletic. You know, probably was. Probably yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> Athletic bingo, that's two. Yeah. Um, they talked about Potter's appointment because Dan Ashworth now, is, is he sporting director? What's his job title there? Something like something that. Something like that. And there was about how why they appointed him, and basically Dan Ashworth had gone to a Swansea game, and at half time I think he called up the the Brighton chairman and just said, "I have literally just witnessed the best forty five minutes of football I've ever seen, ever," and I think that was a big influence factor. Like forty five minutes of football at Swansea, and straight away, Potter's the man. I think they're going to be inconsistent for the time being. It's a long term mm. long term project. It'll take him a couple of transfer windows to get his players in and they're obviously willing to give them time to do that I think even if they get relegated he'd, he'd probably stay the mm. way that they're looking at yeah. it so it's up to Wolves to set the agenda you know they've, they've got the better team man for man and um, the way that they've been playing recently setting the tone early on got the first mm. half sorted you know they can, they've got the best chance of winning there in a, in, a, in a few years like you say it's a bogey team but we shouldn't be fearing anyone mm. at the moment the form, that, the form that they're in How do you think Wolves will approach this game team selection wise because I think this is a point I was going to make about Sheffield United earlier on no subs do you think that was Nuno thinking, if I change it, I'm going to disrupt the flow? Or a secret, silent message to the board to say, I'm not bringing you on because this is a message to you to say, I need people in. If you see where I'm going with that one. Mm. Possibly a bit of that, because you do look at, when you looked at the bench and we had two, it was two kids we had on uh, Sunday, wasn't it? We had another one last night, none of which have got any league experience. So there's no one you look to the bench and think, oh, they can come on and change a game. So maybe there is a little bit of that. We do need a few reinforcements in January about it. It was something like the first manager in nearly two seasons not to make a Premier League a substitute in the Premier League. Six months. Yeah. Oh, okay, six months. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Someone doing this, the research. Okay, six months then. But yeah. Oh, it's so rare though. Yeah, it's so rare. I, I I don't know if he was making a point. I, I'm not sure if there's three points on the line. I mean, would Nuno really? do that just to, for a message to Fosun mm. when he could just text Jeff Shee and say look <laughs> need some players mate some players, mate. Yeah, exactly yeah um, do, I, do you think that's how he talks <laughs> 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 lol 
I think it's just. I think that the the bench is weak. It's been it's been too defensive uh, on a whole. He's often had two or three defenders on there. Sometimes three centre halves. Mm. Interesting that he put Ashley Seal on there on Wednesday, mm. and he's been absolutely flying for the twenty threes. So they need to strengthen in January, but I, I can't see them bringing the numbers in to suddenly have an amazing bench full of options. Mm. But what I would say is that last year. They had a lot of impact players on the bench who did come on and make a difference. Yeah. Traore did it a few times. We saw Cavalero do it as well. They mm. are they are lacking that at the moment, although we did see an improvement in mm. that on Wednesday night. Do we think Wolves will change it up personnel-wise on Sunday? Or do you think they will literally just stick to this this team and formation, or well, t- well, team personnel really, until something someone has to go for a, a booking or an injury? It's 10 games unbeaten. I, just, mm. I think that's just pretty down to the you know, change of winning team, really. So it all boils down to yeah, because that was a problem earlier in the season, wasn't yeah. it? He was making yeah. five, five yeah. or six changes between Europa and Premier League, and the results just yeah. Just when when you're winning games like the way we've been doing, sort of that fatigue's like in the, should be in the back of a player's mind, really, shouldn't it? You, you want to be playing games if you're winning every week. I don't think any player wants to come out of a winning team, do they? Exactly. No, because well, win bonuses for a start. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I, I do think it'll be an unchanged team because I don't think Nuno you know, doesn't about when it comes to league starting line ups, he and, I, and my personal opinion is that I think he will make changes for the um, the Besiktas game next week. I, I this is just purely my opinion. Is he going to do a Villa? Not to that extent. <laughs> we won't see uh, what's his name, the the, the, the Bab Chem Campbell up front. Yeah. I don't think, don't think we'll see that again. But um, no, I think it'll, be, it'll keep the same. But then. I just, yeah, so I just personally think he'll then will like make a handful for the Besiktas game. You, you could pinpoint a few. He'll play Kilman. He'll play Bennett. Mm. Jimenez is suspended, so he'll play Catroni and he'll play Neto and one or two more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, that you can you can see it already. But it, it's it's out of Wolsey's hands to get through, isn't it? So they could win, and if Braga wins, there's, there's no yeah, yeah. So that's what I was saying to the the chaps in front of in front of me yesterday. I said, well, he's got he's got he's got a decision to make, and he could again play a full strength team again. And then Braga could go two up in twenty five minutes, and then whatever he's played his full strength team, and then whatever happens, mm. they were just irrelevant because Braga they, they can beat Besiktas for the weekend team anyway. They're, they're atrocious. They've got enough to play for other Besiktas, yeah. and my situation is now whoever we draw the next round is going to be a difficult team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no matter yeah. whether you've yeah. Champions yeah. League I know you finish second, you might get like a Champions League team, but the teams who finish top of the Europa groups are more going to be difficult teams you play. But we can beat anyone. I keep saying I want Celtic to rounds in the next round, but they ain't easy draws. I think I think over two legs, we'll, we we can match most teams, even the Champions League teams that come out. But it's going to be a difficult team wherever we mm. we draw. I was saying to Mister Evans on the way here that there's only one team that's outclassed Wolves since I've been watching them under Nuno, and that's Liverpool. Yeah, they've beat Man City. Yeah. They've beat everyone else. There's only Liverpool, who are mm. the Champions League winners, who have outclassed them. So whatever the Europa League's got to throw at them in terms of a draw, they, they'll, they can take them mm. on over two games, for sure. So because we beat them in the FA Cup, does that mean we're Champions <laughs> League winners as well? Is that the logic? OK, we'll see what happens on Sunday then. I think it is time for the quiz, Daniel Sun. Dan is the quiz master, of course. Right, uh, Timothy, you need to get your phone out and get uh, notes on for the secrecy so we don't all uh, jump the gun with answers. <coughs> Uh, to type your answers out. So it's a quiz. Uh, play along at home at Do We Do FC Fancast on uh, Twitter, uh, Wolves Fancast on Facebook. Uh, and thank you once again for people who let us know what they got on this quiz and showed their workings out. 
Dan. <laughs> <laughs> some people just ain't got a clue. I think we've seen somebody who got a three on one of the quizzes recently, which I think is unheard of. What? Yeah, someone got a three. I reckon that was like a, a two-point question, and then they got lucky on the tiebreaker. <laughs> Did he count the tiebreakers by that that point total? That's I don't not, know. That's not allowed. He just proved he got a three, so I, <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I'll let you have it. It's Twitter; everybody tells the truth. So, uh, right, Dan, are you ready for the yeah, quiz? I'm Tim, ready. are you ready for this? I'm in. He's in. Okay. First question is: Ten years ago today, we beat Bolton two-one at Molineux thanks to a goal from Craddock and a Serbian missile from Nenad. But can you name? The two players that came off our bench that day. <laughs> now, this, I told you. It's, it's Welcome a tough to the quiz. quiz. Is that like the joke question before we start. Nah, this no, is not the, no, this is the quiz. Standard. This is the quiz. The bar's been set now. Yeah. This is what this is what it's like. <laughs> so the two players that came off the bench. Ten years ago, did you say? Sorry. Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yes, Bolton, was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, right, okay. Milias's wonder strike. The thunder bastard. I think someone yeah. put on one of our pieces. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for that one and I'm going to go, go for, for him and then I'm going to go for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a fucking clue. Uh, yep, so play along yeah, at home. Yeah, usually people go for pass and pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if you are listening to this and you're not on the commuter at work, please write down, down your answers and then tweet us a picture of you writing those answers. Um, and just to remind as well for Braga we've got a couple of pieces on the website and the Wondering Two Gunans episode all about Braga as well if you want to listen to them it's all on your stream or on wallsfancast.com while mm. I'm there I've locked in one's pretty left field choice I'm locked in as well yeah I'm, I'm ready and, uh, to go Tim yeah, we're in. We're in. Okay. Um, come to you first Tim what did you write down Greg Halford and Dave Edwards okay I can Adam. I, is it a point each or do, yeah do point, for, point for each, each play, okay. yeah. what do you go for I've gone for Ebanks Blake and Adam Hamill okay David? Uh, I've got this wrong. I've got for Sermon and Vokes. Okay. I've gone for Chris Ivalumo and Zubar. Okay, guys. Oh. As you would have expected, none of you have got that right. <laughs> not, not one player. <laughs> not cr- one player. <laughs> the correct answers were Michael Mancien oh. and Stefan Meyerhofer. Oh, the half. Oh. Oh. Mick gave Moyhoff a five minutes off the bench. <laughs> he was confident that day, Mick was. <laughs> okay. Right, so last was night, Wolves beat West Ham. But who did former Irons player Matt Jarvis score his first Wolves goal against? Oof. I remember the goal. Um, so well, who did he score well, his remember first? the team then? <laughs> his first goal. F- sorry, that's simple. Andrew. First goal yeah. for Wolves. First, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought West Ham for a second. No, Wolves uh, podcast, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's not this one. No, it's not this one. But I'm going to put it anyway. I'm going to yeah. put it anyway. <laughs> Just want my guts telling me. Tim was working overtime then. Saw the mind, the cogs working there. I'll come to you first, Andrew. Seeing you as you remember the goal. I think it was Leicester. Okay. Leicester. I've gone for Colchester for some reason. I think it's like in the cup or something. Adam? I've gone for Notts Forest, but I know that's wrong. Notts <laughs> Forest. Tim? Ipswich. The that's correct answer was Leicester. Oh. Andrew remembered the goal. Yeah. He was there in the safe. I, I remember Top it off. in blue and white. That's all I can remember about it. So you take the lead, Andrew. Okay, so one triple. You don't nil. need to send your uh, logic and how you worked out the answer. <laughs> yeah, You're in the quiz. <laughs> You're one nil in front. Okay, next question. According to website IMDb, legendary film director Alfred Hitchcock was a West Ham fan. But what club does Alfred and Doi currently play for? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you know, annoyingly, I looked at this a few weeks ago. I saw well. something. I think Joe Edwards put a piece about this on the ENS. Because it's any, yeah, wasn't he, he was bankrupt, bankrupt recently? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh. I'm locked in, so whenever. Oh, oh he knows this. <clears throat> he knows this as well. Uh, um, no. It's the only team I can think of from the country I think he plays. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm I, know I'm, I know. I know. Again, I know this is wrong. I'm locked in. But I'm very I'll confident on this one now. I'll have to go with it. Okay. David? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Pan. Is it Greece they playing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Adam? <laughs> Malaga, but I know it's not that. Tim? Trick question, no club. Okay. That's not right, Tim, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Alain? Or um, to pronounce? He plays in Saudi Arabia for Al Shabab. Right, oh. That's it on We did go to Malaga, Adam, after Wolves. That's what oh, think, yeah. But no points for that. Oh, no. <laughs> Who was the last Wolves player to score a winning goal versus Brighton? Oh. Wolves player. I don't want Connor Goldson. Yeah. I want Bonics, Wolves I was player. I say yeah. that as well. <laughs> Carry the two. I can't remember the last time we beat him. No. Oh, oh a God. winning a winning goal as well. Cause I was just thinking of Roger Johnson. Didn't he get a draw? A goal. I, m- I might have this one. Oh, oh. Tim Nicky's oh. This is where the guest comes out on the outside <laughs> rails. <laughs> happy about that. This is where the athletic wages come in. <laughs> um, oh, I'm very. Oh, I'm, going, I'm completely guessing on this one. Hang on. Give me two seconds. One. What? Two. Oh God. Um. Right. Okay. I'm locked in. Andrew Uwalumo David Miller Kenny Miller Adam I still haven't the chance to put anything in so pass <laughs> Tim I think Kenny Miller the correct answer was Kenny Miller oh, oh yeah. yes. here we come go on. quiz is on baby 1-1-1-0 one, 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 <laughs> <zero. laughs> f- when, when was that match? April 06 Christ. Okay. on the 5th of December 2013 Tim Spears tweeted, just put together a tribute piece from our local MPs. Who was he talking about? This is a a celebrity not Wolves player. A famous person. So three years ago today, he said... No, six. Six years, sorry. He said... So basically, it's the six-year anniversary of this person dying. And it's a celebrity. It's a famous person. Come on, Tim. Get those archives. I did some scrolling through your t- tweets. Twin. I was going to say there was there was a slanderous comment about Martin Samuel in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, that is, I wasn't even Wolves reporter at that time. That is going back oh, a long way. Uh, well, yeah, there's a there's a parameter you can put in on Twitter now to to go back on people's tweets. I'll, I'll show you one day. Oh, so this this tweet was in 2013. Yeah, and the person that died six years yeah, prior. Six year anniversary. Of this famous person died. I know today. it's not this, but I... <sighs> so a famous person died in two thousand and seven. No, twenty thirteen. I thought you said it. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah. Right, six okay, years okay. ago today. I thought you meant that Tim's tweet was about an anniversary, six year anniversary. No, six years ago today, Tim right, tweeted, "This okay. person's dead. I've done a tribute for him. <laughs> Who is he?" That's that's that's, that's, that's the nuts and bolts of the question. I don't think I said it in that manner. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit more graphic than that. Right, I'm locked in. Tim. Thatcher Adam Pass <laughs> George Michael Andrew I think it might be Thatcher but I went for Sir Jack but I, that wasn't six years ago it was Nelson Mandela oh. Oh. the tribute piece has come back now hasn't it oh it's a beautiful thing it was. <laughs> you did, who, who was it um, some MP with surname Vaz said he was Valerie Vaz Valerie Vaz he was the most beautiful embodiment of earth or something along those lines beautiful piece it was yeah I've got to say that yeah yeah 
Right. Okay, there's one more question on the tiebreaker. It's currently 1-1-1-0. A striker of ours from the 90s shares the surname of a celebrity ex-wife who owns a vegan vegan restaurant in Hove. Can you name her? <laughs> so, uh, it's basically, if you get the surname right, okay, we're going for, the for a celebrity ex-wife who owns a vegan restaurant in Hove. In Hove. I'm going for... Think of your 90s wall strikers. Oh, strikers, okay. It's not bull. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's all I'll help you with. Or Patalinen. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> no, Patalinen no. vegan restaurant. Nineties um, vegan patties. Uh, I'm locked in. Locked in. Adam's still tight. He's messing the list. I'm just again. this actually goes to a tie break now. I'm locked in. It's looking yeah. likely. Andrew. Yeah, I'm. I'm locked in. Yeah. In the answer. Yeah. Williams. Okay. Uh, Roberts Adam the, the name Whittingham Patties okay. sounds nice to me Tim <laughs> Williams <sighs> he's going to the tiebreaker oh. guys the correct answer was Heather Mills for Lee Mills oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay the tiebreaker tie nearest 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 to the number wins and is that, can Adam do it just for the fun if Adam win, if Adam comes in and steals the point, now he's out. Forget him. <laughs> Zero points. Okay. Tiebreaker. Okay. Nuno pits his wits against Brighton coach Graham Potter this weekend, but how many league appearances do Champions League winner Darren Potter make for Wolves? <laughs> Nearest wins. I'll have a guess anyway. Yeah, you have a guess, Adam. I know it means nothing. But uh, I'll yes. Okay. Oh no! Yeah, I'm locked in. No, well, a bit more there. He did feature on this week's advent calendar, Darren Potter. Did he? What the Wolves official? Yeah. No, the the fancast one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We have got one, Dave. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. I'm not on brand at the minute. Sorry. Uh, Yes, I'm locked in. Okay, David. I went for 67. Andrew. 53. Tim. 59. Now you're gonna have to do your maths. Uh, yeah, Dave, you won. He, he got 96. <laughs> hey. 96 no league appearances. He didn't even score a league goal for Wolves. Only, he only scored cup goals. I can't picture him doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> he was captain. He was captain at one point. That was, that was the feature on the... Uh, ad- that was how yeah. I, I, I swished him away from everyone with the captain's armband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to get the win. Tim... It's going to be an awk- the, awkward ride back to the train station, yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> you let the guest down. You've let oh, the guests down. Paul Berry, Alex Dickham, Johnny Phillips. Johnny Phillips. They'll all be shaking their heads. Really? Tonight, yeah. Oh. It's a tough quiz, Tim. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Remember substitutes from nine years ago. <laughs> no, but I like that. Was, Sorry, that was the standards the, are really high. Yeah, you, like you, you see these other podcasts and they do, you know, how many goals did Steve Ball score and <laughs> what number did Bully wear? And <laughs> Which podcast that? 77? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do the last bit, everybody. It's Twitter Corner, everybody. Um, we asked us some <coughs> questions. Obviously, we got inundated because somebody else said that they're on a podcast this week. So uh, we got a lot of Tim questions this week. Um, Tim, just to el- eradicate half these questions, who are we buying in January? <laughs> Is Taliska coming this <laughs> window? <laughs> oh, that guy. Um, What's the goss? What can you tell us on the old ITK grapevine? The thing is, it's it's a movable feast, really, because they all they wanted a centre half, and then Bolly gets injured, so they're thinking we need two, and now Dendonka, Sais, and to an extent Kilman have stepped up. 
you know, Vallejo suddenly might not stay for the rest of the season now, you, mm. you've got to say. So Free up some wage bill, maybe. Yeah. The formation's changed. So it's it's a movable feast, but what, what they do want is, is centre-half, for sure. Mm. Um, and then I, I, I know that the last the last I kind of heard, they were waiting to see the form of certain players. You know, if Catroni and Neto step up, then they're not looking for a forward. Um, if Gibbs-White's back injury is OK, then, then they might not need a midfielder. It changes every week, that's why it's hard mm. to pinpoint... Mm. But a defender is definitely what they want. That's what they've wanted since the summer, really, because they've always felt they're a bit short. January's always a notorious time to buy, anyway. Yeah. Mm. No, exactly. And, and 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 Wolves will never ever spend over the mm. odds. They 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 just don't. They, by the very nature, folks want value. So I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to get expectations mm. too high. However, Jeff Shee and Nuno both come out publicly in the last couple of weeks saying that that they are going to invest. Yeah. So they must be confident that they've already got someone in mind. Well, uh, Jeff said. So, so like, I think we'll have a good window, which you know I'm going to take Jeff's word for it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, top four is breakable if they are, if they've got proper ambition. Yeah, exactly. But as, as Dave says, it's so hard to buy in January. But mm. we'll see. So Tesco is coming, then that's what we're <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. saying yeah. But that. it's very unlike them to have come out and said anything unless they've got something yeah, yeah, yeah. that they they think's almost certain, isn't Andre it? Andre Silva's coming, Adam. Your man, he's finally coming. He's dead to me now. We've got Patrick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's getting players in that can help in the Europe. You can't be buying like ineligible players. You're getting linked to that Kessie from Milan might be a, a decent. Uh, yeah, that is, that is the new Tesco, isn't it? Kessie. <laughs> Chris Wood's got to sign at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, questions for Twitter corner. Paul Mansell, uh, do you think the rate of progress that uh, Torre is making that a big inverted commas clubs from Europe will be testing us for bids for him? Is there a potential for Torre to be looked at by the uh, the elite of Europe? I do think he's, if anyone's going to be the subject of like a, a really big money bid, I think he'll be him because he's got age on his side as well. Mm. Whereas like Jimenez mm. is in his peak years now, and luckily you know we he's doing it with us. How old is Torre now? I can't. Twenty-two or three. Yeah. Well, there, well, there you go. He's he's a youth, so he's got he's got loads. And looking in, in one season's worth of coaching with our with our guys. And we're seeing the fruits of his labour now. And sometimes, as we've saw against like, West Ham and other teams, he's just frightening mm. sometimes. And so there may be other like elite clubs will think, well, if we can get hold of him, what can we do with him? When error coaches get hold of him as well, just they can make him even better. It's Taylor made to go back to Barcelona one yeah. day. I, I think I can. I can so a secret, yeah. secret Barcelona clause in his contract. <laughs> First option. That's that's his home, and and that's if he produces this this level. Mm. That's where he can go. Like we said last season, the only reason is at Wolves is because he's got no end product. Because mm. his, his, mm. his pace is better than anyone in, in the country. Well, that leads to another question on Torre from Colin Bayer. He says, if Adama gets a left foot, will the world just cease to exist? Because <laughs> <laughs> if he gets an end product, I know we, he got that goal against Braga and Man City, but if he gets that end product consistently, he is a force to be reckoned with. And we have the power of that force. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was seeing an interview yesterday where he says he he doesn't do weight training. I think he just yeah. I think he just says that. Just is he having, is it, no, there's a slice wild, wild, smirk smirk at the end of it. I thought because he's, he's, he's sick of being asked about it. Whenever he gets interviewed, that's all people want to know. And and to be fair, when you honestly when you sat opposite him, it's it's very intimidating and very emasculating. His <laughs> arms are so wide. He's he's got these earrings, the hair, the legs are just. Not like trunks. <laughs> I wasn't sure really. about the hair at first. I think you put it in the group chat last night, but I'm a big fan of this hair now. Yeah, I like big it. fan I of the dreadlocks. That default afro he had just made him look soft. Now he looks like a proper warrior. <laughs> yeah. it, the thing is, he's a good marketing 
asset for Wolves now, how much money they can make on top of him. And kids love fast players. Mm. Kids are mm. stupid. They want to see fast players who can just pace 99 on FIFA. Well, That's all they want to see. So, it, there's money to be made on him. <laughs> but it's how much money they're going to make. Uh, Andy Hammond said uh, very very rarely do Wolves kick towards the South Bank uh, which we got in the first half against Sheffield United uh, is there some kind of gentleman's agreement that is reciprocating the return fixture is there or there's been a rule change this season ah, okay. um, I did a piece with Cody a few weeks ago about what it's like to oh, is that on The Athletic by any chance theathletic.com <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to it's the hat trick um, <laughs> any, um, any, any kind of subscription kind of discount at the minute going on uh, there's there's always one knocking around yeah, at the yeah. Mo- yeah, yeah. there's a 40% yeah. off yeah. I was expecting like a free subscription <laughs> we'll have a t-shirt it was really interesting to chat to him about it actually like all the things you don't think about about what being a captain actually entails and, and he said the rules have changed this year so if you win the toss you get the choice of kicking off or choosing your end hmm. so whereas last year it would just be for choice of ends hmm. sorry just before the kickoff, I think last year so um, Sheffield United captain must must have won the toss and, and switched ends I'm surprised hmm. more teams don't do that at Marnie for winning the toss to change ends because someone you know Scouting or doing the research, rules must know. Oh, I'm sure we'll seem to do better in the second half going towards. I'm the sure Bank. Warnock used to do that. Whenever if they'd win it, they'd always turn us around. Because I remember back in the day, we always used to shoot towards the South Bank in the first half. Mm. And I, I do remember a few times playing against the old enemy, and he would always get us to turn around just to try and unsettle us. I assume, but you have to play both ends anyway, so yeah. I don't really see the big deal. But who knows? Um, squeeze ease. Says, would you rather fight one hippo-sized rabbit or a hundred rabbit-sized hippos? Oh, the classic. I'll let you lot take this one. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one for, for Tim, specifically for you, Tim. This is where your journalistic skills need to come in oh, for this God. one. Uh, talking of chance, I'd like to see something a little deeper than the pizza pasta to Catrone. What is he actually into? A good Juno would research this. Would it be great to have a new chant, and I think he would appreciate. Do you know? Um, I've heard that he doesn't. He's not fond of pizza. No, he doesn't like pizza. No. No. Well, so what else is he like? Oh. Is uh, are those questions been asked? This is what the athletic readers want to know. Truffle oil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> duck, liver, duck liver parfait. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't no. know. It's well, change the chant now to pasta and truffle, <laughs> and he will appreciate that even more. Uh, what else? Uh, Stu, our very own Stu says, "How many Netflix and uh, Netflix Christmas films are you planning to watch this year?" Anybody? You've been through through few already. Been, you? Um, not this year. I haven't. No? Uh, I am. I'm, I was going to do twelve days of Christmas leading up and watch as much Drek as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, are you on a Christmas film? I'll do I'm Alone. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe one mm. and two. Where do you stand on the Die Hard argument? Is that a Christmas film or not? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Set, okay. set of Christmas, in it? So, okay. Chris, Christmas film. I, I, don't, I don't really get why it wouldn't be. No. I have this debate with uh, the yeah. wife every year. Yeah. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber's thrown off of the Tommy <laughs> Plaza. Uh, Red Daryl is, is a hot dog a sandwich. <clears throat> is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's not a sandwich. Well, it's in bread. Two pieces of bread, technically. It's in the roll. Is roll a sandwich? New. Yes. No, you'd, you'd call it a, a bap or something, wouldn't you? You wouldn't call it... Uh, but then you're going to yeah, silly territory no. about baps, bars, well, all, yeah, the rest all that crap. But shite, but... Dan's losing the will to live. Li- losing the will to live on his yeah. questions. <laughs> okay, here's, here's one for you, Dan. The last one, then. Um, from Todd DeWitt, friend of the show. If you have to sell someone from the starting 11 in the summer, who do you sell? And don't say, I won't sell anybody. Who are you selling? You've got to sell someone in that starting 11 in the summer. From 
West Ham, yeah. From West Ham. Who are you selling? Um, <coughs> Nevers. Get some Ooh. big money in. Get Tlisker in. <laughs> and then be a bit more tacky. Yeah, I'm thinking purely from a business point of view. Nevers will get you the most money. And I think uh, it can be improved upon. Okay. Andy, who are you selling? It's a horrible question. Yeah. It's utterly ridiculous how I picked Neves there, but I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I, it was, I was put on the spot. This is how we'll end the show, on a dour note. <sighs> Maybe Doc. Yeah. I love Doc, but I think we could possibly improve on right wing back. We've got the best out of him. Maybe. Mm. I think he's probably plateauing. But he's, he's so fucking good. That <laughs> <laughs> him and Diago are new now sons, though, aren't they? So yeah. they ain't going to be sold. No, no. Yeah. Adam, are you selling from the first team it's got a bit well it's got, well the first 11 yeah he said from 11 because he would have been Catrone otherwise that yeah, yeah. that 11 that them. 11 on Wednesday he he said Catrone, is he? I'm not going to say Catrone of course not um, do you know what if you do if you do look at it from money point it doesn't it, you would have a, a good argument to, to sell Neves to mm. be honest only because he hasn't hit the heights for a while and uh, he still would fetch a bit of money wouldn't he so we can go and buy Matinho Mark 2 uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it sounds it sounds crazy, but um, I would consider that cash in, cash your gold. Or actually, no, actually, no. I'd take that back. I'd sell Jimenez. Oh God! Ooh, and that's controversial because he's at his peak. Yeah, he's only going to go on a slightly steady decline from here on in. <laughs> We're sat in the same team without him, though. Are we? Imagine Catrone and Ashley Seal up front on their own. Catrone would easily step in. Yeah. Timothy, I was going to say exactly the same. Actually, yeah. In terms of in terms of resale value, it's just going to go downhill mm. from from two years time onwards. So I, I, that's dependent on a on an amazing replacement coming. Yeah. In. Mm. But we've got George Mendes. We're fine. Imagine the followers we'd lose on social media if Jimenez <laughs> went. That's all the club care about now. All the Mexico would defriend us. So we'd, have, we'd have China's next superstar, and yeah. he'll have like. A, 500 million followers <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> do you mean, do you mean China's first superstar? <laughs> what did I say? Next superstar. Yeah. <laughs> we t- we're not counting Sunday. <laughs> right. I think that's where we'll leave it, everybody. Thank you very much for listening, Timothy. Have you had fun? It's been brilliant. Wasn't Thank your you worst much. experience for your life? I've really enjoyed it. For the third time? I'll, I'll become a regular for you, haven't I? Good, good. Hat trick ball. Wait. Yeah, I should have got some kind of hat trick gift, shouldn't we? But just a five pound Sondico one from Sports Direct, <laughs> <laughs> signed by all the fancasts. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you very much for listening. You can follow us all week on social media. Just type in Wolves Fancast, and you'll find us there. And we're back next week, everybody. I don't know who's on the show next week, but somebody will talk no about idea. football, <clears throat> Brighton, Besiktas, all the lot of like that. Anyway, this week it's bye from Adam. Bye bye. Bye from Tim. Goodbye. Bye from Dan. Bye bye. Bye from Andy. Bye bye. Bye from me. See you next time. <laughs>